0: Okay, so it's not so sweet 16. Will 17 do the trick? I- I'm pretty sure. Welcome to Slam City. Unqua Sonia Raymond Mora. Jeremy Epstein is off today, but it's a very important day for all of us because, you know, the sun is shining for the most part. You can see it from our beautiful New York City studios. And it is 2K Day! Yeah, yeah 2K Day, that's right. They, they find a way... Year in and year out to make the very same game that much more riveting. And I think it's a lot of fun.
1: Well, it's a lot more different this year. You know, compared to K16, they completely changed 2 K17 in every way. Um I played the preload of it, which is my career. You can scan your face and you can do all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You
0: sent but us. Didn't you send a screenshot to that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, it was just um. actually I did a screenshot of it. I showed you guys and I did it perfectly the scanning on my phone because it took a while but then I I got tips from YouTube because this kid did it and I did it and I felt like I got the right one this one was actually better than the other one I did
0: yeah the second one was way better I I don't know what they were thinking with the first one
1: I mean it was just like it's it's all about lighting too like if you have good lighting when you take the picture you gotta probably get the scanning right and that's why it's a little tricky that's why you see a lot of people when they do it you get like an ugly face or you don't see yourself at all
0: I mean look The fact that you can do it from your phone, though, that's cool because back when they used to do the face scanning thing for a few video games, they had to attach a camera to it and whatnot. It cost extra money. It was just a whole lot of extra stuff, but, you know, it's different. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Obviously, the Jets finally won a game. The Giants won their first game last Sunday, so we'll see you know the intricacies of both wins look ahead to the giants and then of course the yanks and the jets excuse me the yankees and the mets are still in the thick of it playoff wise but i still want to talk about this video game thing because one thing you mentioned right before we we went on air was that you think 2k's got the edge over madden and i and i tend to agree do you think that Madden has the same gravitas that it used to have?
1: No, because the thing is, when they made a deal a few years ago with 2K Sports about oh, Madden become the, the main football game to play over NFL 2K at the time, I think you know a lot of people didn't like that because they love NFL 2K5. I, I think a lot of people still can say that 2K5 was probably the best football game you can possibly play on, on, at the time of the PlayStation 2 over Madden. But when they made that deal... You know, people still play Madden. I you know I still play Madden and stuff, and it's fun and everything. But to me, I felt like NFL 2K was existing right now. It'll probably outsell Madden. I think they were afraid of that, which is why they made that deal, which was probably going to expire in a couple years from now.
0: But do you think that's going to allow 2K to jump back into it? Oh,
1: absolutely. When, if that deal is over, they got to try to make another NFL, NFL game because people know that they love that game more than Madden.
0: That's, I, I don't know. You've still got a lot of. Die hard Madden aficionados. It's a good game. But what I will say is that 2K has made the strides in the graphics world that they weren't able to do properly with baseball. MLB yeah. The Show took that all the way over. Yeah, the Show is still the best. And And as we said before, they never really got a chance in football. So I think it'll be very, very cool to see where they go with it.
1: But also, like when you look at it from the 2K standpoint of sports, you know they do wrestling too. And people love it. I'm not really a big fan of it. I thought the other company was a lot more better at the time for w- when you do WWE games. But you know, NBA 2K is still the marquee game to play. Probably gonna be sports game of the year again, as it always was last year. It's not. It shouldn't even be close. Because the my career was different. You see, Kobe. I think it had some input with the game in terms of adding features to the my career. Also, Michael B. Jordan as well. There's some other modes that they're included. A lot of people playing it today. Of course, it's 2K Day, and, and also because the MEC is coming up, so they're going to start a head start of the game.
0: And, you know, I, I do play-by-play. What's most interesting to me is that it's really the first time in a few years that there are multiple crews yeah. of broadcasts. The last time that something like that was done, got to think back to NCAA basketball, like, 11, and that's when they had the crews of, I want to say, Brad Nestler and Dick Vladow for, you know, the ESPN games and whatnot. For CBS, they had like Gus Johnson and Bill Raftery. It was kind of yeah, weird. It was, was
1: kind of weird, yeah. That was a little weird. I mean, I always wanted to have Marv Albert in the game for 2K, but, you know, he was only in live. But it was about like Kevin Harlan, who a tremendous play-by-play. Play. I mean, he had a call, and I think for the San Francisco game, that was pretty like on point and funny. Oh still one of the man, great
0: you mean that whole thing with yeah. the idiot running on the field? Yeah, I was, I was the guy point. is drunk.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's one of the best in the business, and he's 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 just you know sure hall of famer in broadcasting. But like the whole broadcast team, that whole experience where they have it differently for each game, I think that's probably one aspect that they added to that we never seen before.
0: And I think it's good. it should be cool because. Clark Kellogg is back. He's always been solid. Yeah. Greg Anthony is back. Yeah. Brent Barry I did not see coming. That that felt yeah, a little yeah, weird. Yeah,
1: that was to a little me. weird, but David Ulrich is going to be in here of course in the games. Um
0: but and, yeah, the whole
1: experience is crazy. And
0: they moved they moved Doris Burke. They didn't just keep her on the sideline this time. They moved her to the analyst chair. Yeah. She is ESPN's best basketball analyst. Yes, Don't at me. It's not even close.
1: She is. I have um, much respect for her, what she does. I think a lot of people should because she, she puts a lot of work into into the sideline point, but also analysis work, and she knows what she's talking about. So, you know, I, I'm glad that she's getting a bigger role in the game as well.
0: So the moral of the story is, if you don't have 2K, you'll have to wait, le- like, maybe two or three weeks before <laughs> you can get it.
1: It's a good game. I mean, I got the Legends Edition. That's be coming soon. I, wa- I wanted to get this. This is the first time I'm getting it because uh. uh You know, Kobe was retiring, and I wanted to be on the cover and get the poster and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting, but I hope the game's going to be good because the visual looks great. I hope Mm -hmm. the gameplay looks up to it too.
0: You've got Paul George, every every color athlete all over it. But I want to show Ray – this is probably the first time that Ray's seeing this, but right before I went to bed last night, this lady, uh, Sid Strickland on Twitter – S Y D Strickland, she tweets verbatim: "The wait is over." Heart emoji eyes. Hashtag NBA 2K17. She adds her boyfriend: "Enjoy, baby." Heart. I love you with the kissy face emojis. (laughs) This valiant heroine. She bought her man the Legend Edition. Wow.
1: Damn. Well, that you know that's what I'm saying. Paid in
0: full. She needs to be yo. He needs to buy her an engagement ring today.
1: Two <laughs> K's. Uh, I'm telling you, it's it's gonna it's, for the next couple of weeks. People gonna be talking about Two K today, the weekend. A lot of people, even the players that are in the game, they play themselves. You're so missing the
0: point. She bought him the game. I that know. is that is dedication right there. It is. That's the way to a man's heart through his video games. I don't know
1: if you have seen Last Steven Snapchat, but he said something like, "Yo, I'm buying 2K today. Don't bother
0: oh, me. Don't, don't text me. He don't did the exact bother thing. me. Don't call me. Yeah. Don't disturb me." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody's like that. Shout out to Rob Perez Worldwide Wop with the underscores in between. By the way, that's where I first saw it. Must give credit where credit is due.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, I can't wait to play, though. I'm excited for
0: that. Anyway, sadly, basketball is not in season yet. Not yet. To the side it goes. To the forefront last night's Thursday night game goes where the Jets actually won a game. (laughs) The Jets actually knocked off Buffalo. Yeah, I know. And the Jets actually, dare I say... Got Ryan Fitzpatrick to throw for over 300 yards? Yeah,
1: I didn't see that. When I As soon as the stat came up, like around the third, fourth quarter, I'm like, this guy's already at, almost out to 400 already. And I'm just like, he only has one touchdown, but he's having an f- fiction game. Like, that's insane that Ray, Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing against a Rex Ryan defense, which he struggles against. And now he's only 2-8 and
0: eight against him. I mean, let's talk about the way he executed. First off, it seemed like a lot of his passes. I, I've watched his release point over the years, and I've noticed that. You see a lot of his hand when the ball is released, almost like he's trying to guide the ball in. Yeah. You know, so he was able to get those passes into Marshall. I don't know how he came back in that game. Yeah, I thought that that I was. A r- scary I thought he was injury. done.
1: I thought he was done too. And then he even said it after the game. Like, I had a feeling like it was over. Like, he had a feeling in his knee where he didn't feel anything. And then he just came back on the field and. And he had no gloves on either because, you know, he usually has gloves on. He's just like, I'm just going to play with my bare hands or whatever. And he started making catches, and
0: this is insane. Like, I have a lot of – I got a lot of respect for that, dude. But looking at the offense as a whole, because we'll, we'll, we'll sw- shift to the defense in a bit. Yeah, a little bit. I think that the Jets, as constructed, they finally have a team. And I say this because Matt Forte – If he holds up, is their most important weapon. By far. We already know what a great running back he is through his years with Chicago. But as a pass receiver out of that backfield, all of a sudden you can use him anywhere. Now, his blocking leaves a little bit to be desired, but he he is getting up there in years, so you don't want to risk it too much. But he gets three touchdowns on 30 carries just shade under 100 yards. I mean, what what more can you say about his performance? He's
1: the most versatile running back I think they've had since Curtis Martin, in my opinion, because he can do everything. And even at his age, you know, he's a guy that works hard on his body. You know, he's not a guy that rarely gets injured as much because he really takes care of his body even at this age. And he's a true professional. I mean, describing how people will say to him, like, you know, even Bowles, he said he's a workhorse, you know. he, he, He has a lot of touches for the game, but he also makes a difference because he can do everything, block, pass, catch. You know, I he's much more
0: improvement, much more improved over Chris
1: Ivory. You know, because he's a more power back, but uh, Forte
0: is more of a versatile running back that can do everything. So when we talk about Chris Ivory, who we trust me, he will be missed, and Jets fans will see that. Yeah. But we saw that how hard of a runner he was, but he was able to stay healthy. What kind of adjustment do you think that? Brand, nearly brand new Jets offensive line. What kind of adjustment do you think they'll have to make going from someone who hits the hole hard like Ivory, and Matt Forte, who can sort of shift gears a little bit?
1: Well, I think the only adjustment they gotta make is that they gotta be more patient when they do these runs because you can tell that Forte, he's a guy that that looks at a hole, but he's more patient about. It. You know, Ivory's more of he's gonna go right at you, he's gonna attack you. But Forse is more of like he sees, he's like almost like a quarterback, another quarterback on the field for them because he can see everything and makes adjustments on it. So. You know, you got a line who, who's a veteran line, but they know what they're doing. And they had a good line. They had a good game yesterday, too, protecting Fitzpatrick yeah, and giving Forsyth these, these open holes. So, you know, they just got to make that adjustment to be more patient with it and understand that they get those seven, eight yards. That's what they need.
0: But I do think that one note of caution is that for Fitzpatrick to have such a great game and only throw one touchdown – Yeah. yeah. They're not going to be able to get away with that nine times out of ten, especially since that Bills front four is a very solid unit. I don't know what happened last night because, A, the the Jets' O-line did its job, and, B, it seemed like they they didn't have the usual spark that they do. But if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, you have to obviously be pleased with the game. But going forward, we'll have to see if a couple of those passes – don't get stopped short of the goal line.
1: I just feel like, though, like, to, for the line, though, I'm surprised, too, because the Bills have, like, a solid defense that maybe they just give up during the game. Like, listen, like, these guys, the Jets, they're just scoring on almost every possession. Like, the first half, they
0: scored on all four possessions. But, easily they forced, been, but they scored a defensive touchdown, so I don't know about all that. Could
1: have easily been, like, 28-7 to, to they weren't for the field goals in the first half. And then, you know, second half, when as soon as they were down the Jets, they were just, like, confident that they got to come back and they took the lead again. And, you know, Decker got a touchdown, of course. But then, of just had, like, three touchdowns. And they just give up, I think, the Bills' defense. So, you know, I-, I have to give credit to the Jets' offense, though. They did what they were ha- supposed to do. I think this could be a good offense for Forse, of course. Because he's a guy that, uh, also for my fantasy team, he gave me 30 points. So I'm happy oh, with that. <laughs> but and The only thing I had a problem with that for fantasy, you know, for guys out there is that, you know, I bet Quincy and new one. I didn't know he was going to get, like, 15 points. That always—that's the one that surprised me the most. <laughs> it
0: sucks for you.
1: I know, cause I think people gotta pick him up now. Now people are gonna start picking him up. Oh, because exactly. he's, he's a guy. He—he he can easily get like six receptions and eighty yards, and he's—he's he's a monster. Like this guy can catch. He's a hybrid tight end, wide receiver. I don't know what you call him right now, but
0: that's what he is. A wide—I don't know—a wide end maybe. I—I I don't know. That—that's—that's that's me really trying to meld two things together that have nobody's been. Saints but minutes, if you look at
1: this Jets offense, though, I and mean one more thing, I'm like, their offense has to be, you know, around Matt Forte. I think that's their identity. That's what it should be. I think they're figuring it out right now that he can be the guy. That you, oh, listen, we're gonna build you around you. We we'll have these weapons around you. Marshall Decker went to a you know, Jalen Marshall was a fast and he had a fumble yesterday, but he rebounded with a catch. Like, I think it's around that team.
0: But why would you build it around Forte versus Fitzpatrick? Only because Fitzpatrick
1: isn't the type of guy I think that you could say, oh, they'll take you to the promised land. I think he's the guy who has to be the game manager for them.
0: But still, we have yet to, so far, have a dominant running back take his team to the promised land.
1: Maybe, maybe he's a sign. I mean,
0: I, I still don't know about that because with those wideouts, you have to throw the ball. So, the, Fitzpatrick has the keys regardless. So,. As far as the Jets are concerned, they go they go as Fitzpatrick goes no matter what. Because Forte can't play quarterback. If they could, they would have linked they they would have signed him or tried to <laughs> trade for him a long time ago. But so far it works, good for them. To the defense we go. Uh, yeah. Remember when we said this was a top ten unit?
1: No, well, that's becoming top thirty, right? They're, now. they're not playing like a top <laughs> ten unit.
0: Top thirty is generous.
1: Last. Like <laughs> He gave up 31 points yesterday, even though the last touchdown was, you know, if you're a fantasy person who has the, the defense, you just got zero points because of that. But See, that's, know, that's why
0: you benched the Jets' defense <laughs> on nights like that.
1: Yeah, that's just it was just terrible. But, I mean, what happened to Revis? Listen, he's older. So, you know, he's not going to be the same guy who can catch these fast receivers anymore like he used to, even though he wasn't really considered a fast guy to begin with.
0: But, you know, I mean, I don't think people
1: are that shocked.
0: I mean, are you shocked? Well, I'll I'll say this. Revis has always been consistent, if nothing else. Yeah. So these first two games, it is a bit shell-shocking. And I think part of that is because who do you have on the other side that that really helps take the pressure off? Granted, you had a younger Revis when you had Cromartie, and Cromartie could get exposed at times, but guess what? You still had two quality, quality corners that made it very tough to throw on. Yeah. So now you have the Jets' fantastic front four. You have a linebacking core that's getting more speed. Darren Lee's getting better. David Harris has always been consistent. Yeah. And now you have
1: Buster Screen.
0: Yeah, I mean Buster Screen. He's a good. He's a good nickel back, wow. and I think he, he, he's settling in a little bit better to that defense. You know, he's always making clutch plays. The safeties are okay. Antonio Allen, they just signed, I believe, last week. But it's not a good start. I'm, good. I am not ready to call him done yet because it's only week two. Well, we can say
1: the island may be done, but not him. That's I don't the know. I
0: don't even know about that. Again, it's week two.
1: It is, but this is a terrible start for him. I don't think he's had this terrible start since like his exactly. first year. Exactly.
0: Which means if he hasn't, if he's had, if he's never had a terrible start like this, what's to say he doesn't come back from it?
1: He can, he, I mean, he's a guy. He's a guy who really studies in the film a lot, on players. So he's going to come back. I think Bowles is going to help him out, but he needs more safety help. That's the one thing that he needs.
0: This is true. The communication between him and the safeties has not been good. Yeah. And the one thing that's so worth mentioning, people talk about how we got burned by A.J. Green. A.J. Green is a top-five receiver. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Green also made some ridiculous catches with Rivas blanketed all over him. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for that game. I mean, yesterday, you know, it was a guy, uh, ex-Olympian, who just got him on a touchdown in, in the first quarter. I mean, he got burned on that. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's going to happen because he's a lot older. But, I mean, like I said, he needs safety help. And I think that's the one important thing that Bolt's going to have to do with Revis because he can't be exposed by these guys anymore, especially these fast receivers who who he can't cover as much when he was younger.
0: Okay. So... Keeping all that in mind, before we go to the Giants, who's the Jets' MVP of their Week 2 win?
1: Well, it's got to be Forte. I mean, he had three touchdowns. He had 100 yards. He had 30 rushes. He also caught some balls. I mean, if anything, he's Mr. Consistent, and he's always been Mr. Consistent since he came into the league. I mean, he's the guy since, I think, 2012. Well, actually, uh, I think yeah, 2012 where he had the most scrimmage yards in the league. So, And he's still got to have that. And I feel like he's the guy who's going to at least give him – you know, put pressure off of Marshall and Decker and in, in the other receiving cores. That way they can, you know, run the ball and Fitzpatrick can do what he does best, which is, you know, try and manage them and get them in spots where they can score.
0: I am actually going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Really? Yeah, because if he doesn't make those completions, Forte doesn't get anything going. Because, again, we all know that the most important position for the Jets is also, right now, their weakest. And that's at quarterback. And that's not to say that Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't a quality quarterback, but it's just that if you stack him up against Forte, Marshall, Decker, even in you look at Fitzpatrick and go, okay, so that ball's got to move. And he did his job masterfully. That's why he, he's, he's my jets week two mvp
1: although i have to say though there were some plays during yesterday where I, I scratched my head and say why'd you throw it there when someone was open on that spot i think he's a little tunnel vision still fitzpatrick but he did make plays so i'll give him that
0: i mean look when you've got brandon marshall it's hard not <laughs> to be tunnel vision just as jay cutler <laughs> to the giants we go because wow Shout out to Terrence Williams for being absolutely oblivious the to everything going player on. player of
1: all time. No, I, I not don't know. No, relax, 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 <laughs> relax, relax.
0: But my man caught the ball, had space, and tried to go up the field when his team had no timeouts left.
1: Yeah, I understand that. Once you catch the ball, you just go out of bounds.
0: And with all due respect to the Giants, without it, the game's over. If Terrence Williams runs out of bounds, the game's over. Dan Bailey's got to. A crazy leg. Yeah, he does. So, the Giants should be thanking him that the Cowboys ended up losing for the Giants' first win. My MVP's got to be Victor Cruz.
1: Yeah, because you know he caught the ball and he said he saw the the emotion, especially with his teammates and even Odell and everything when he caught the ball and then the salsa. Even Joe Buck had a good call about it when he got the touchdown. Time to salsa, so, and he just started doing <laughs> it. And he, and it was, it was, it was actually kind of as a football fan, it was cool to see that, like, because he's a guy who, who was injured two years ago with that torn patella, which is one of the worst injuries you could possibly have as an athlete because it's really hard to get back. Much worse than the ACL, I think, in my opinion, because it's a kneecap, and it's, you know you're not the same player as you were before. So it was kind of nice to see that.
0: But the Jets <laughs> off, excuse me, the Giants offensively. A little bit more inconsistent than I thought, but Shane Vereen really came through for them. I think because he is one of those change of pace backs. That's also a really good receiver <laughs> as yeah. well, and he had a couple big runs in the third quarter that helped set them up. But
1: you think that maybe they did this? You know, they were successful in that because of the, how how I wouldn't say horrendous the defense is the Cowboys, but how bad it is more so than you know because. To be honest, if this is against the top defense, I don't know if they've scored this much in a running game, at least. You're,
0: you're not wrong. But my thing is that the Jet the Giants, I keep <laughs> mixing them up. This is getting annoying. What? The Giants aren't really a great rushing team as it is. Yeah. You know, Rashad Jennings is okay. And like I said, Shane Vereen is a good pass catching option. So eventually they were due to get a few big gains, I think. That that defense of Dallas should be pleased because it's only a one point game and they limited Eli's effectiveness. I think a, a whole lot and they kept Odell Beckham jr. <coughs> fantasy bust out of the end zone.
1: <laughs> well, I always say it like that, you know, he won't give me like 11 points, but yeah, Odell, he made some good catches and you know, it really was around the team. I mean, Sterling Shepard, he made a good, great catch in the end zone. Yes, he did. Uh, and he's gonna be, a, I think, a player we gotta watch throughout the season too. What he does as a rookie, but looking at the core and looking at you know what Eli is at the stage of his career, I mean, it's safe to say that this team should be averaging like 25, 30 points
0: at eh, least. That I, I I'm I hesitate to say that, if only because we also saw in that Sunday game what's gonna happen with Odell Beckham Jr. He's gonna get more attention. He's gonna see double coverage. And they're going to dare Eli to beat him with somebody, beat them with somebody else.
1: I want to say that, though. Even with double coverage, if you're a quarterback that can make a throw at the right time, like timing the spot. I mean, it looks like double coverage on the field. But if you make it, you could beat a double coverage as long as you know where you're going to throw at the right time.
0: But they are going to treat Odell Beckham Jr. like a rag doll whenever they can. We saw parts of that near the end of last season. They Try to get in his head. They try to rough him up, and they're really going to pay as much attention to him as possible. Will he get his? Sure. But it's going to be really important for Eli to sort of work the ball more. It's literally the same problem with Fitzpatrick. The only difference is Fitzpatrick is a journeyman. Yeah. Eli Manning is a two-time Super Bowl MVP.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it's funny. It's both of them are inconsistent, but like you said, Manning has two Super Bowls, and that, you know that's what counts the most, especially when we're in New York City. But then over and under, I say for Manning, he has – Three over three touchdowns per game or under. It's got to be under right now. Even with the the team that offense that he has, like the we it, it has part? to
0: be it has to be under right now, because if you stick him into gunslinging mode, you have to then depend on the running backs to give you something, and I don't have that much faith in the Giants' running backs. I have no reason to have that much faith in their running backs. Yeah. And then Victor Cruz still has to stay healthy. Thank God it's one game. Thank God it's one game and he's coming back from his injury. That said, I need to see more. Sterling Shepard, need to see more. So I can't put them at over three touchdowns right now. Also, thank God, though, that they
1: have an easy schedule, too, at least one of the easiest schedules in the league. So yeah, that's got to help them out. We projected man. them at what, 10-6, and 11-5? 10-6. Uh, oh, I said 11-5. Yeah, I you said 11-5. Yeah. I, I, they should be 11-5. It's not. This is a disappointing season for them, to be honest, if they're not 11-5. I mean, that's just me. Yeah, I'm going to leave you to that. And they got one of the easiest. I
0: mean, right now they got the Saints coming up. I
1: mean, you think they could? They that's could gonna be team. a
0: shoot, That's gonna be a fun shootout.
1: Well, maybe the defense, maybe hold Brees,
0: maybe. I mean, they again, they are much improved, but the difference between the Saints and the Giants offensively is that Drew Brees has weapons everywhere. And and and, 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 and I say it with the recognition that Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the top two wideouts in the entire league. But what Drew Brees has on both sides of the ball. And also, he kind of has earned the reputation that no matter who you trot out there, he's going to get them yards. Yeah. That's what makes this a little tough to see the Giants keeping up in the shootout. They should win off of defense alone, but they but the D is just going to have to show up.
1: Also, that Breeze has probably the fastest wide receiver probably in the game, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Brandon I mean, that guy can Ooh, run. I benched.
0: <laughs>
1: Why would you 33
0: points on my Bench. Why would you bench because cooks? the Raiders defense was projected to be a lot better than it was and i let 33 points go on my bench it cost me the game but
1: cooks is arguably a top five top that's one, least, a reach but that's a reach he's a great receiver for breeze though i'm just saying like i'm surprised i don't know why you bench him because of the Raiders defense he still got to get his
0: points though well, I won't be making that mistake again.
1: Me neither. Well, Winston either. I benched him, and he gave me 30, he had 33
0: points. So the moral of the story is <laughs> go with your gut for your for your fantasy football lineups. Yeah. Who the Giants MVP for their week one win?
1: Uh, for me, it has to be Beckham because his attention made other players around him better. And I think that's something that he's got to look for this season particularly because he's not going to get as many touches or many catches. But he's going to make everybody around him better because of the double coverage.
0: I already said it was Victor Cruz. And if he can continue to stay healthy, he'll take pressure off of Odell Beckham. And the Giants will – you'll look at that team and go, (laughs) okay. And shout out to Bob McAdoo for his first head coaching win in New York. Here's too many more for you, and hopefully you will not be on the wrong end of too many radio rants.
1: Well, yes as Belichick answered, too, let's move on to the next game. Only one game, and he's like, let's move on to the next game. That's every coach in the <laughs> NFL now,
0: though, except for Rex Ryan who chose to cuss out his entire team. Or I don't know what he did last night. I just remember watching it and going, okay, you finally lost to the Jets. How does that feel?
1: And also, I think he's most – suitable for college, in my opinion, because he's a, he wants to be the star. I think college will suit him well because he'll be the star in college, more so than the NFL.
0: You know, that's that's actually a very good – I think that's a very good point to segue into since college football is back. Week two is coming up. Houston played last night, and they just edged Cincinnati, and, and I think that's important. But I want to know from from your perspective, what makes college football – just as fun or more fun than the NFL?
1: Well, it has to be the matchups. I mean, a lot of these teams, especially the top teams, they want to see them play, you know, these close games or hopefully it's not like these boring 62 to 14 type of games, but they want to see games where it's like 30 to 25 or, you know, 35, 30, like we saw last week on the biggest college opening weekend. I mean, they want to see those types of games. I think a lot of – even like the average viewer want to see those types of games, you know, the the – diehard fans want to see their team, of course, but I think like us, like especially myself, I'm an average reviewer of college football, that we want to see those top games.
0: Well, I think with your comment about Rex Ryan and the, the, the head coach being the star of the program, I think it's 100% accurate. My thing is this. You go from coaching professionals to 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old young men, it's night and day because you have young guys trying to get through school and then play college football with many of them having ambitions of making it to the NFL. Yeah. And meanwhile, you as a coach have to win and fundraise <clears throat> and recruit and do this and do that. The laundry list goes on. Meanwhile, for NFL head coaches, you recruit mostly during the offseason. Every other time, you evaluate and you game plan. So, I think it would be very tough going back to Rex Ryan to just make that transition just for the sake of making it.
1: It certainly would be. I think it'll be tough in general for him, but
0: maybe, you know, if he doesn't
1: get a head coach here, which I think he might get fired by the end of the season, the Bills don't do anything, then maybe he'll consider college.
0: Nah. It's week two. I'm gonna keep. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to keep saying it. I'm one of the. I'm learning to be one of those people not to overreact. It's week two. I'm
1: not overreacting, but I'm just saying. People that are already
0: saying he's fired. Uh, well, what do
1: you mean? 0 and two is kind of hard to come back from, but it's only week but two. But it's like you exactly said. it's 0
0: and two. <laughs> Call me when he's 0 five.
1: Well, he's 0 six. You
0: think he's fired? Oh, if he's 0 six, he's probably gone.
1: <laughs> also, one thing I want to point out because I had a. a an email about SurveyMonkey on uh, Todd Bowles and Rex Ryan and 52% say that people would like to be coaching the Ty bows, while forty four percent say Rex Ryan, and that's you know that's pretty much to say that a lot of people want to be coaching the top bows because he's a guy who's a business, is a lot about business, a lot about professional, and you know execute more. From See, Rex I don't
0: Ryan. I don't really buy much into that survey because when Rex was here and Rex was winning, people were lining up to say I would play for Rex any day of the week. Oh, well, he's a players coach, but Mike Tomlin's a players coach. People want to play for him too. They would never line up for Mike Tomlin like they would for Rex Ryan. Many levels to that statement, but I'm going to avoid them for now. <laughs> right. But as far as Rex Ryan is concerned, <laughs> when he was here in New York, he was king. Point blank, period. Yeah, and anyone talks. who says that, oh, I I thought he was overrated when we hired him, is full of it. Two back-to-back AFC ch- championship games? Yeah. The Jets hadn't seen that in quite some time. Forget an, forget an actual number. Because when people love you, when you win. And when you don't. People want you gone. So I so that poll, take that poll after Todd Bowles is either retired or has moved on or whatever. That poll right now doesn't mean much to me because people still don't like the fact that Rex took the job in Buffalo. People still don't like the fact that Rex spoiled the Jets season last year. And people still don't like the fact that Rex Ryan hasn't had the most... <laughs> (laughs) savory things to say about his former employer.
1: Well, I also thought he should have taken the job at Atlanta instead of the Bills. That was was the
0: dream job for him. Yeah, it was. because The the quarterback quarterback was already there. Yeah, exactly. You would have returned already a top-tier defense.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, easily they would have been a contender, I think, in the NFC. And also, yeah, you have quarterback in Matt Ryan who's proven to be a winner with the receivers that he has. So I think that was a bonehead decision for him to not go – To Atlanta but also you know going back to Todd Bowles I mean a lot of people don't like it when he has to be Belichick type of answers in the the, you know conferences the post games compared to Rex Ryan who's more of like you know I say anything I want and he's passionate about what he says and you know he's a guy that if I like to interview him he probably told me all the all these honest and emotional answers more than Todd Bowles is more straight to it and just like, you know, move on to the next game. Honestly,
0: like that. Yeah, people will get over that if you get them wins. People will put people will put up with anything when you can win. Exactly. Point, point, period.
1: Winning cures everything.
0: So look, baseball is boring. We're, we're pretty much going to be able to say the same thing week in and week out until things are clinched. Shout out to the Cubs, the earliest they've ever clinched the NL Central. But aside from that, we're going to stick to football and call it right here. So, what's the big Week 2 matchup you're looking forward to?
1: I'm looking forward to most likely Sunday Night Football between Green Bay and the Vikings. I feel like um, the Packers, you know, they lost the division to the Vikings last year. I think they want to look for, you know, pretty much a statement win. And even though it's pretty early already, it's on Week 2, but they want to win against the Vikings. So, you you could say that they can win the division probably this year over them.
0: For me... I am looking at the very first game of Sunday and that's Bengals Steelers. Oh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a great game. It's too. a battle for the AFC North. Mm-hmm. They're both 1 and 0 and it's at Heinz Field. I have a really good feeling that the Bengals are in it this year and they're going to knock off Big Ben and company at home.
1: We could say that, but they could go in and then they still could be bounced out in the first round like they always are.
0: Listen, we're not even <laughs> in the playoffs. I'm talking about week two, man. What? I think that today, that very day, I think the Bengals can get it done.
1: The well, Steelers, they're all offense right now, so I wouldn't be surprised if Bengals do win against them. Of course,
0: Antonio Brown's always going to get his points, so. Yeah, that's okay. going to be a tough to stop. At any rate, that does it for us this week. Thank you for ch- following us and listening to the show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Follow us all on twitter the podcast slam city underscore 360 and of course the hosts at more in this at jeremy epps he's not here jeremy eps and at n underscore aso nye and of course the big side at the dunk 360 because there can only be one that's right we're out of here see you next time